Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. You are listening to Galaxy Talk Radio. The time today, Thursday, July the 5th. 2018 at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Time, 9.30 Central, and on the East Coast, 10.30. This is Soul Vibrations with your regular host, Corey Jeffrey Sr. Connect with us online all the time at www.t25cl.com. We are brought to you by 25th Century Entertainment, a global music and film distribution company. Also, don't forget to tune in Monday to Compton Politics, Tuesday, Straight Talk, Wednesday, Rouse's Corner, Friday, Friday Night Confessions, then two shows on Saturday, starting with United We Stand, followed by In This Place, and All Day Music on Sunday for the best at jazz, R&B, gospel, soul, rock and roll, and classical. Do you know of any men, women, or veterans in reentry? If you do, call the Jeffrey's Peace Project at 510-691-7090. For clinical family issues, contact Family Solutions, Inc. at 707-744-3919 or www.noangernoviolence.org. Today, our topic of discussion will be centered around the power of the vote and what it means primarily for African-Americans and all the peoples of color, uh, likewise marginalized communities, and as it pertains to gender, religious beliefs, and sexual orientation. And let's, um, as we move forward today, uh, we want our goal is to have an open dialogue today, and and we encourage you uh, courageously and boldly to confront uh, the obstacles that we are confronted with on a daily basis. So uh, before we go into things, I want to start with a certain neg- uh, narrative of acknowledgement that there has been a historical recidivism in place uh, that's, that's, you know, constantly brought to bear in this country in terms of racial atonement. Um, uh, this democracy has... Uh, continuously repeated uh, small pockets of history over and over trying to constantly correct itself. And it seems like democracy isn't what it appears to be. So my question for anyone that wants to join into this conversation, uh, if you think about this, my my question would be um, uh, with the recent election, do you think it's possible for us to still believe in the power of the vote, in the voting system? And if you think uh, there's still some power in voting, then uh, 
We'd love for you to share with us why. If you don't believe so, why not? And But if you think we can turn it around from a bad situation, please feel free to call in and share your views with us. And then lastly, um, do you think is, uh, that there's a war on our freedom? That's one of the biggest concerns. I think that's one of the things that's driving the uh, political engine that we're under right now. So uh, anybody and everybody, feel, uh, feel free to uh, give us your perspective on uh, where you think the power of the vote lies right now. So uh, I think we have a couple of callers. California, uh, any one of you can state your name and uh, where you're calling from. Anybody want to go? You can just go ahead. Well, it's Paul Washington. Hey, how I'm you doing, Cal. Mr. Washington? Okay, All right, sorry. Cal. Yep, this is one of our uh, co-hosts in the making. Brother Paul has been with us for quite a few shows now. Of course, he and I have have some business and community interests that we're working on, and we'll, we'll be sharing these as a as a teaching tool for those of you who want to start your own businesses, find out where you can fit in in terms of need in your community. That's, that's always one of the best places to start unless you have a, uh, a blueprint in place uh, in terms of uh, having some monetary backing. If you're a for-profit company and you already have some money, you, you, we sure like to hear uh, what kind of interest you have and what it is you're doing. This is always going to be a platform for any and everybody in the community to come and share their experiences because that's what we really want to do with this show. As we as we grow our listenership, we want to be a, a teaching tool and we want to be a positive influence. And, uh, of course, if you have an, a nonprofit, then that means that you are, in fact, directly community-based because nonprofit organizations, as you know, are organizations that deal with uh, social economic issues in the community, whether it's education, health or wellness, um, uh, diversity, um, climate change, social justice. There's a, there's a plethora of subjects uh, that confront urban communities. So. Um, also, uh, I, I think I have a second caller in here also other than you, Brother Paul. So if there's somebody else on the line and you'd like to state who you are, please feel free to do so. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you're referring to me. This is Dr. Quake. Yes, brother. Yes, yes, sir. Yep, I'm referring to you. Uh, pleasure having you, Dr. Kwaku. Um For those who have been following us here and at our at the uh, other station that we were at previously, <clears throat> Dr. Where Dr. Quaker and I met with the Positive Network Group. Uh, he has an organization called Family Solutions Inc. He's a clinical psychologist and uh, he's out there on the grind on a regular basis. And, and last time you were here with us, Dr. Quaker, a couple of shows ago, you were going over your 15 uh, point program. And um, for those who missed it, you know, there's no time like the right time, and the right time is right now. So, um, Dr. Quaker, what we were going to talk about on this show, and, and if you can share that plan with us, we'd certainly like to hear it again. Or one of the things that uh, we wanted to talk about on the show, the subject matter was going to be the power of the vote, what it means for African Americans and people of color 
And then how do we mobilize? You know, we've been talking about the corruption going on in this administration, which isn't unlike the whole history, the whole, uh, if you want to say, if you want to say the recidivism factor in this democracy, because it constantly revolves around the same problems since, I guess, we were emancipated. You know, there has always been civil unrest in terms of equal opportunities, especially in the black community, but also not limited to other peoples of color and, and people based on their religious beliefs and sexual orientations and things of that nature. So um, <clears throat> let me, I, I, I'll start with you, Dr. Kwaku, and then I'll go to, uh, I'll go to you, Brother Paul, if you, if you would like. And, and uh, I'll ask you, Dr. Kwaku, uh, what's, your, what's your perception right now uh, on the power of the vote and how uh, it affects the black community? Do you believe we still have any, any power? Well, I, I'm not really sure because I, I am not really apolitical. You know, mm-hmm. I keep up just because I want to know what's going on uh, in mm-hmm. the universe. But, uh, you know, as, as you probably know, I don't know if you've heard these numbers, but they say about 2045 that, uh, uh, what is it, that Mexicans will be the number one uh, minority and, and, and Asians will be number two and mm-hmm. African Americans will be number three. Well, my thing is we've been number one for a long time, and our needs did not get met. Mm-hmm. We still are, are trying to uh, find a way to get our voices heard. They are still doing modern-day lynchings with our people. They're just shooting them down in the street. They they have no respect for us as human beings. And I was reading some uh, history stuff today about, you know, how uh, black people had no rights that white folks were obligated to respect. And I see that same thing happening today. I mean, we got people calling the police because somebody is in Starbucks or somebody's uh, in the store uh, moving around that they don't know. Uh, or, 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 or sleep in the lo- in, in the lobby at Harvard for some students yeah. being black. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they continue to find ways to harass, intimidate, or disrespect the well-being of African people. And I, I at this point, I'm really. And so I want to hear from your your guests, really, because I really don't okay. see any major changes that's about to take place. African Americans, because like I say, if we weren't getting it when we were the number one minority, how much mm-hmm. of it do you think we're going to get at number three? So, Very uh, good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Paul, before I go to you, I think we have Galaxy Chief on the call. Uh, if you're there, um, come on in with us, brother. It's a pleasure having you on the show again, Andre. It's brother Andre Ward. Are you there, Andre? I'm right here, brother Corey. How's it going, man? Very good, very good. We 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 all fighting the same fight and and uh, yeah, great time for to have them. Mm-hmm. Tired of fighting, brother Corey. It's time for a victory around here. We need some uh, solutions. We need some great examples. We need some success stories. You know, 
we we got to get to the finish line. We've been running, running, running. We've been running this race, but we got to hit the finish line. We got to, you know, break that line. Yeah. And we some success stories and and you were talking about in the black communities, you know, our power really is on a microeconomic level. What we uh, black-owned businesses and um, and you know, we just have to do it on a smaller level. When we start going macro, that's when we start getting destroyed. Unless we can grow into that uh, national-based company or international-based company, but for right mm-hmm. now, we have to start at the the grass roots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's how how be you and. And Dr. Kweku, uh, we get around the table, we have our tea, and we discuss things, but we got to take it past the the verbiage, and we got to you know, get those thoughts into action, and we got to do something that shows that we can uh, and establish a, a successful economic base, because the people mm-hmm. are waiting on us, and the bottom line is. How many people can we successfully teach, train, and and hire, and and to build a community base here at T25CL Entertainment, and get the following to coming in, and, and being able to uh, sell our products or or our services, and and, and those sort of things. And so we have to establish a circle of people to barter and trade with. And, and get a mm-hmm. customer to go in, and no matter what it may be, we've been talking mm-hmm. about it quite some time now, and but we have to get this uh, thought into action, or else all this these great things that we said on your shows and my shows and Lorenzo's shows and Roslyn's shows is going to all mm-hmm. go if we don't start implementing something to show that, hey, those cats over at T25, they own the something. And then guess mm-hmm. what? The world will start following right behind us. But we got to show them mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you've hit all the nails on the head, uh, Andre, and that's that's the thing that's, that I think is special about T25 because it gives us, it gives all of our our, bl- our brands, all of our different brands, because each one of these shows we talk about, everybody has something that they're doing. Everybody has their own brand. But collectively, T25 is a place where we can bring all of this stuff and put it on the stage, not only not only for everybody to see that we're capable of working together, but 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 where they can actually see the work bearing some fruit, and and that's been. For me personally, that's been the, the, the biggest challenge in all the organizations that I that I've uh, you know uh, helped start and come across in in the meantime. Some to the detriment of, 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 of aggressively nurturing my own thing enough, uh, according to some who observe. But but I still believe in um, there's no it's a no lose situation because when you build relationships, even if yours is stagnated a little bit, by the time everything comes together, you by the time you really start putting time into your own brand, you formed relationships so that because we, we all need to lean on each other for a little bit of something. And and 
Most recently, uh, there's a brother on the line right now, Paul Washington, who's down in Southern California, who's done a lot of stuff in promotions and in terms of music and reggae and rap and, and hip-hop and all those types of things. And we've been keeping in touch on a regular basis. Uh, I have another brother um, um, who's, who's, who's worked uh, in a municipality in, in Louisiana. He's managed a $500 million budget in terms of looking out for senior affairs, and, and he has a, a brand that uh, connects the, the South to the to the to the Bay Area. It's called Bayou Meets the Bay, and he's done some things for scholarships for historically black colleges and stuff. But the hard thing that I found out with all of these working pieces is that the, the we have great ideas and 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 they're million dollar ideas. The only thing we don't have is two things, and and I say time partially because. Whatever it is we're doing until we can collectively start something that we can all bite a piece of something off of, we're going to be limited in the time we can spend with each other. Because it's like right when, right when we get ready to do something extra with each other, we're looking up and here comes the, here comes the first of the month. Time to, it's time to break away for a minute um, to, you know, do what you normally do to pay your bills and stuff like that. And, um so if we could just find something where we could say, look, here's a project, and if you're a nonprofit, um, how can you best um, uh, serve the collective of what we're all doing? If you're an LLC, how can you best serve the collective of what we're all doing? And we got to find a way, like you said, Andre, and we come together to do more than sip tea and go back and say when the next meeting is going to be. We have to find a way to come together and say, okay, here's a project. And out of this project, here's how we can get some operating capital. And here's the part that you'll do. And here's, and here's from, what, from what we raise on this, here's what uh, us having an agreement amongst each other. Here's what, when this thing is finished, here's a slice of pie that you can take back with you. For you, here's a slice of pie you can take back for you. For this person, here's a slice of pie you can take back for you. Because when when time goes by like like it has been, it gets a little frustrating. And at the same time, we still try and you know we believe in what we're doing, and that's why we keep we keep hanging on. But you know, we, we, time goes in between us 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 uh, communicating sometimes a few days, a couple of weeks, because we're all doing something positive, but we're still in different directions. If we could bring all that together and say, hey, look, we're going to do this thing that's going to raise money for Family Solutions, Inc., that's going to raise money for the Jeffrey's Peace Project, that's going to raise money for uh, multiple sclerosis, but we're, we're going to live stream this stuff. We need, we need, we need to have, we need to have this uh, uh, live stream so other organizations in other countries can see that this platform is a place where you can bring your brand and become a part of a family, and we can all take something uh, to keep us all sustainable, while at the same time, we, 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 can, we can relish the wealth in having a wonderful platform to share it all through. And, and that conduit is, is, is T25 we talk about. Uh, 
television, um, uh, radio, uh, filming. T25 has everything. It, 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 it has everything, all, all the uh, materials to do these things. But we all need to support T25 more. But we get, but, but, but how can we do it and still along the way find a way for all of us to eat? Because the, the more we eat and the bigger our brands get within the one body, the, the less we'll have to step away and go do that little side job. So, by the way, I got to pay my rent and pay my phone bill this, this week or got to pay to get my car fixed. If we could find a way to grow our brands within our collaboration with each other, we can find ourselves punching the clock at the same office space and realizing that all the different things that we're doing are still coming together to create one big, one big, uh, one big movement, you know. And it, this thing, before I go to you, Paul, I, I don't want to monopolize the conversation. Before I go to you, Paul, I'm going to say this. Right now, black registered, registering black voters is a big thing. And I've been in touch with some people uh, closely associated to Tom Steyer, who is a billionaire philanthropist, this guy. I've talked about him before. And we've actually, I've actually talked to the president of, of one of his banks, one of 17 banks he has, one of them right here in Oakland, California. And they're waiting for us to put some type of proposal together that will address, he's about to put $100 million into registering black voters in historically black colleges. You can go to the website. You can, go to, you can Google Next Generation America, and him and his wife will pop up. It will give you their whole bio. It will tell you about their foundation banks. Their banks operate like foundations, so they're not loans. They will actually give you grant money to start whatever it is you're doing. They will actually do that. If your paperwork is in place, if your proposal is solid, and if it touches on one of the things that they're spending their money on, which is climate change, social justice, and for us as blacks, this would behoove us to jump on this, this uh, black voters registration movement that's coming up. We have 130-some days before the elections come up, and if we can get a proposal on the table that, that, that is sound and it addresses a way of mobilization to register voters, whether, whether we go to historically black colleges and do it or whether we started here in the Bay Area with the churches and so on and so forth, we can, we can do that and we can still touch some of our organizations on the side. So, um, Paul, you've been waiting. So if you want to say something now, go ahead. And, and, I, and I, want to, I think Andre might have a little something more to say because I just, I, I just kind of piggybacked on what he was just saying there. But I just want to make sure that if I'm missing something, you know, somebody else has a chance to say something. Go ahead, Paul. Well, um, so you have Dr. Quick on here and Andre Ward, and you just mentioned the thing about the guy that has the budget and the finances to do registered voting, right? Mm-hmm. Well, between the guys, you know, uh, Andre, Dr. Baku, um, matter of fact, I'd like to hear his 15-step program, man, before we get off the phone this week, bro. <laughs> and um, actually introduced that in his platform to set up the platform for the registered voting and what you're trying to do with the philanthropist, right? Mm-hmm. 
we come in behind Dr. Faithful because I know you already have a platform. He's already having engagements. He already got speaking engagement. He got speaking material. We line up with him, get the budget to help finance what he's doing, collaborate with him, what we're trying to do in the Bay Area and everything else, and create that voter registration on the basis of why do you vote, why do you not vote, and understanding of voting. We just create that platform. We have it right here if we want to speak on doing something. The key is, like you said, getting some alternate alternative financing. Mm-hmm. You know, we take mm-hmm. the 15-step program because I know I'm understanding where he's coming from mm-hmm. with um, putting out that information and, and, and those steps. Then that creates mm-hmm. the mindset of why you vote, why you don't vote. Where are you? You know, when we're talking about the community because um, – that would be our biggest task, basically trying to figure out what is the uh, community that we're going to be basically trying to approach. But mm-hmm. with his program, his background, his history, we'll be able to create that awareness of why you vote, why you do not vote. Just like him, I'm not that political, but I understand the reasoning behind why would you vote for something, why are you not voting for something. What is that mm-hmm. going to mean to a new voter, to a registered voter? Got a lot of young kids now coming out of college, and that's their biggest stand. They're getting the opportunity now to express their vote, their message through a vote. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's basically it, Corey. You said it in, in a nutshell. You know, mm-hmm. we get an easy proposal on being able to say we need the funding to be get out and stand on the platform, which you already have right here, with your relationship with Dr. Quickle, and create that entity where we get out, um, mm-hmm. spread the whole mm-hmm. registration to vote, doing a petition, getting people to sign up and campaigning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just take it from there. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing I can attest to straightforward is that um, in, in communications with the people at Next Generation, um, the money is there. This guy, has, this guy has got plenty of money. So, what we have to do again is we have to see um, there's a gentleman that uh, out of a poll of people running for mayor in Oakland, he's number three right now. This gentleman is, is uh, a, he has a, a part, he has a um, partnership in ownership with the largest construction uh, African-American construction company in the Bay area. They're actually doing some, some work at the Oracle arena uh, in a couple of weeks. I guess in one of their banking rooms or something, and he, uh, this gentleman's running for mayor, but he's also a construction guy, and he's he's on the uh, board of directors for the Oakland Coliseum Board of Directors, and he's also uh, started a foundation, the Oakland Beautification Council. He, he he spent seven nights in Tent City, sleeping amongst the homeless as part of his relationship in, 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 in running towards the mayor. He wants to know exactly what, it, you know, what this homeless situation is. And, um, uh, you know, illegal dumping and homelessness, all that goes together. We know how that fits, how that fits uh, in terms of refuse and, 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 and you know, fixing, fixing all the uh, – dirty issues about the city, you know, but this, this, the common interest I see, uh, I met with him a couple of days ago and then I went and I met with uh, Godfrey White 
And uh, the same day, I met with both of them. I had met with one of them at 12 o'clock in Berkeley, and then the other one I met with him at his house in the Oakland Hills uh, at 3 o'clock. And they have, they're familiar with each other, and uh, they, they respect each other, and they see the possibility of working together. So both of them have a website, the Oakland Beautification Council, and then Bayou Meets the Bay. On their website, the biggest thing that uh, Godfrey White is doing now, he just raised some money at St. Benedict, the place we used to play basketball. If you're from East Oakland, it's on Bancroft and uh, 82nd. He just raised some money for uh, some scholarships for some kids there. They had a Mardi Gras classic uh, just this past, uh, Mardi Gras in May. They just had that recently. And uh, they raised uh, a few thousand dollars to, to add some kids' scholarship funds and to get some seed money to work on the next project, basically. And um, he, he is connected as a graduate of Southern University of Louisiana, his next big thing he wants to do is the national voters, uh, the voters movement, you know, and he's working on doing it right here in the Bay Area. Well, my guy who's running for mayor, you know, of course, if you get behind, you're not getting behind somebody just to make money. You have to believe in what they're doing. So I've done some of my research on uh, Ken Houston, and of course, I knew him up 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 close and personal a couple of years ago because. As you know, Dr. Dr. Kwaku, uh, Tisha, Tisha Trine uh, Wallace, who was run, who started uh, Banco, the Black African National Community Action Organization, we together all gave something under under the uh, umbrella of Banco, but she didn't have her articles yet, so she actually used the Jeffrey's Peace Project, my organization, to to sponsor her in, and uh, Brother Ken Houston facilitated the, the, the toys for tots and the clothes and some other stuff and about 350-something chickens that we gave away and all that stuff. And he's, he's home-based. He's raised by a single parent. Uh, he's Native American and African. He looks like, you know, Kamala Harris's little brother or something. He's one of, just to give you a, a, a visual, not that that should make any difference, but he's a black guy. He's from Oakland, born and raised. and he he ran for mayor and probably finished 50th last time, but he said it was an experience. He got to he got to learn about the ins and outs of politics. He has some wonderful uh, uh, campaign material floating around, very professionally done. Gives you his whole background, everything. And again, you can go to his website, the Oakland Beautification Council, and get a little bit more information about him and what he does. If you haven't come across one of his pamphlets, but um, so. Uh, we've, we, uh, between him and Godfrey, we've got not we've got local and national voters registration prospects, and if that's what it takes for us to get uh, connected to some of these funds, because the battle we've been fighting, uh, Brother Paul and Dr. Kwaku and Andre, part of what our issue has been is just creating that capital to get us going off the ground. And I, and you guys are established, and you're you're very knowledgeable. My thing is my thing is just bringing people together, kind of like the hookup guy, so to speak. But then thinking outside the box for me personally, um, aside from having a grant writer or somebody in position to help you raise money that way, um, I, I, the basics. 
are obvious for me. Anytime you can get into a venue and you can bring music, food, and libation, you can sell anything, whether you're campaigning for Donald Trump, whether you're campaigning for sarcoidosis, whether you're campaigning for voters' registration, whether you're campaigning for the first 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 ladies of the church with having a fashion show for their hats or, or, or the suits that the pastor's wearing. It's a place where people gather together. We, we spend our money on entertainment. So why not use an entertainment facility but have a, but have a specific platform in place that go to the needs of the community? And if we get into some place like that, why can't we mobilize our cameras and live stream it so other communities can see it? Why can't we attach our Why can't we attach ourselves to the entertainers and music? T25 is global music and film distribution. Live streaming is the distribution. The music, the artist, is that. But the difficult the difficult thing is if we can all buy into the fact that we're starting a movement, and and and. And we, and we can realize that, of course, you're not going to get your full value of what you're worth. Your money is worth, I mean, your, your talent is worth a whole lot. But if we price ourselves out in the beginning, then we won't have anything to grow with. So if everybody could take one philanthropical step and say, look, if we can get enough seed money together to pay everybody's gas to get back and forth, Put 150 bucks in everybody's pocket, so nobody spent any money. It, it would be just like going to rehearsal and just practicing, but you're getting paid 150. If we could do that for this one thing, if we could get this one thing off the ground, that's just hypothetical. That's not the only way of doing it. I'm just throwing this out there as, as my own opinion. If we could get that one thing off the ground, just in plain, easy terms. If you had 800 people show up at a place and they gave you $40 a ticket for the right type of platform, that's, that's $32,000. And if you have enough, if you have the right organizations connected, meaning at least one or two nonprofits, it will allow you to probably pay for, some, for, the, for the venue and for some other stuff through sponsorships and grants. So that way you're not... You're, you're not taking the money that you make from the door and having to pay most of it out. If you could actually have everything paid before you even count what's at the door, that means that each artist, each each film person, each um, uh, 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 promoter, everybody could walk away with a couple of grand in their pocket. And I would certainly, I've been getting by without that. So I would certainly be willing to take my couple of grand and hopefully one or two others in in this movement take theirs and put it in to the next for the next project because that's the one that's going to really kick you after the first one. The second one's the one that's going to really kind of free you up because the second one we will have proved ourselves at the first venue, but you can go to the second venue and have the cash up front. They'll listen to anything if you got the cash up front to buy your way in. We have three clubs uh, that you know, Andre, and you know, Dr. Kwaku, that are just waiting for us. And, and, and they're perfect demographically because one's in the Wren County, one's in Jacqueline Square, and the other one's down in Fremont. So 
So whatever we do in Marin County, next month we can shop it to the one in Jack London Square. Then the next month we can shop it to the one in Fremont. But if we have a relationship with 50 other nonprofits, which I have in this list, of, of whom some of them were on the bus when we went to Channel 5, we could be rotating between those three clubs, and we could have something going once a month at three different clubs every month. There is a revenue stream that we can get unless LeBron James or somebody comes and finds a check. Otherwise, the obstacle that we, that we have been fighting through right now is us raising the money. And the intentions are good, but we don't, ha- we don't have the time. If I go back to that time thing, we don't have the time to actually spend 10, 15, 20 hours helping each other because if I'm helping you on your project, I'm not making any money. If you're helping me on my project, you're not making any money. If he's not helping him on his project or them on their project, they're not making any money. And it's not because we we think that we were supposed to. I mean, we've always been transparent with each other. But, but the thing is, when that monthly bill rolls around, it's like, you know, I just can't spend the time here. But if we could find that one thing we could do where everybody takes a little something away from it and then takes what they take away from it and put it back into the next project, the money we've raised independently, we can share. If you get two, if I get, if you get two thousand, if five of us get two thousand dollars a piece from this gig, and we say, hey, just in time to pay my registration, to you know, get my tooth fixed and everything else, take a thousand dollars off. Between the five of us, we still got five thousand dollars. We could say, hey, we have equal stake. We can go into this next thing, and the money we make off of that will catapult us to the point where we will never have to work for this system again, whether, you know, we can, we can talk about voting because all of this ties into this voting thing because we've been held hostage as a nation for how long? And, and, and we all know fix all ways of fixing this stuff, but we just haven't, we just haven't gotten that break that ability to do it. And sometimes all we have to do is look into our community. If we had a trillion dollars of spending, we've got investment money. But why aren't, we, why aren't we pooling it together? Or why aren't we finding some kind of project that we can commit to? And I'm going to keep grinding on this because I know it's there. I feel like it's really close. I've met with this brother with the peacemakers that you know, Dr. Kweku, uh, we gave a presentation to the West Contra Costa School Board, to, to, to the director of the school board. We've given, what, three different presentations, and now we're talking about the money thing. And that's good that it's fixing some clinical things that are wrong with kids. When African-American kids act out in schools because of what's happening at home. So we already know that this organization's in place for that. This guy wants me to, wants me to be his special projects guy. So that means that the 500 a month or whatever that little piece of salary is because the people who are at the schools, he's got four schools that are getting ready to sign up with, they're going to get the bulk of that money. But if, I, if he gives me $500 for one month, what that means is instead of me having to go do that extra thing to pay that amount of money, I can take that money 
and I can work on the next fundraiser project for him. But it's not just him. It's, it's, it's his thing. It's Bayou Meets the Bay. It's this Open Unification Council. I've got about three different things now where I'm still in that same position. I don't have to punch a nine to five. Well, if I get 500 from each one of those, that's 1500 a month. I've been getting by on what I've been getting by on without that. So that 1500 a month, if, if, if I really wanted to, I could put that aside and, and sacrifice and keep doing it. I've been doing it. I could do that, and in six months, it means I will have saved up. I mean, in, in, I mean, in two months, it means I'll have 3000 bucks. I can show you better than I can tell you. But if I had that money in my hand, we would be really working on our first project. That's been the only difficult thing is getting that operation capital. And we can get it by just coming together and saying, let's define what our first thing is going to be. You want to say anything, Galaxy Chief? Well, I concur with you, but it's not that difficult. If mm-hmm. you have you have the bank, we got projects here ready ready to go. I mean, whether you mm-hmm. want a twenty million dollar film project or you want a half million dollar project, we can do it. And if people want to get involved and be uh, invested in film projects, so be it. We got a, our next idea on the table is Latin with a touch of soul, and and mm-hmm. so next plan already having discussions about that now. We got an existing mm-hmm. film to go into the uh, theaters. And mm-hmm. so we can work with what we have right here in front of us and getting a bank mm-hmm. on board. And so what we need to do is, is go to, to your bank and let's establish that relationship and let's move forward. And let's, let's stop talking about it and let's be about it. And make it do what it do, man. We got everything. Well, I have to admit something. You, you, you know, You're 100% on because this is that type of bank now where we can go to them. And I'll just introduce you guys. You tell them what your project is. You go over the numbers with them. Put your whatever your budgetary thing is. Let them know that what they're investing in are, you know, like I said, they're a foundation. So they're going to give you money for something. Now, United We Stand deals with, uh, you know, clean drinking water and all these social justice issues. Uh, if you go to the streamer, uh, um, Paul and everybody that's online now, if you haven't seen it, you can go to www.t25co.com and you can click on United We Stand, uh, movies, I think, and click on United We Stand and streamer, and it will it will show you what the movie's all about. So I, I agree, and I have a name. I have a, a contact person there, and uh, this week, uh, we we should um, whatever you need, Andre. If we need to get together first, if you want to just walk down there. If we walk down there, I know they're going to say, "Well, what can I look at? Give me something tangible." Where oh, this, yeah. this, this always have an appointment when you go to the bank, and, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and we can deal with it from there. So just set the okay. plan up. Get, let's get okay. the bank and make it do, man. Okay. My, okay. My, my 15-step program is a 15-step from my front door to my car to the bank, man, and we go. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, also, in the meantime, too, 
uh, if anybody wants on this voters registration thing, I can tell you exactly um, because it's dealing with the uh, with the education, black colleges, and so on and so forth, and registering voters. So, uh, I'm definitely definitely want to get that one going directly uh, with them too because I know that's one of the things that they have when you look at when you look at what they in, in, invest in. But it, but it says small businesses. Um, and it talks about people of color who who otherwise couldn't get loans from traditional banks. That's in their mission statement. So, whatever it is you're doing, you can if you can sell them on it, then it's a good deal. You know, I'm taking the the easy route because I know that they're on the voters registration thing, and I know that um, uh, there's a couple of organizations here. One that's one guy needs both because he's running for mayor. The other one historically black colleges. That's one of the platforms they're working on. So if there's enough room for everybody to come and get something, you know, this guy's about to drop a hundred million dollars. If you look at his website, it says it, you're not hearing it straight from me. You can see it for yourself. So everybody as an individual brand, this bank beneficial state bank is right here in downtown Oakland, right off of like uh, 20th and Webster somewhere right around in that neighborhood. And, uh, Tom Steyer's wife's name is Kat Taylor, Catherine Taylor, but she's usually in San Francisco or Sacramento. And um, but uh, there's a there's a, a president of the bank there uh, who I've had initial contact with, and I'll contact her again and uh, let her know that there's some um, some businesses that are community friendly that are going to create some jobs and stuff that needs financing, and we'll set that up for this week. You know, um, I was part of that Yes on 55 campaign about three years, uh, 2015, and uh, we registered 3.5 million voters, you know. You remember, Dr. Quaker, you were in that too. And uh, that's all the experience I have because it was basically just canvassing and working with other groups and counting the numbers at the end of the day, and, and they're sharing a lot of stuff with us, but, you know, one one thing is if you don't know if you don't know how to run that type of campaign yourself and you know somebody who does, then uh, you reach out and, and, and the name of that organization is Groundwork. And there's a gentleman there who was running it. He 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 was white. He wasn't a person of color, but certainly uh, his brain is worth picking as a consultant when it comes into if that's what it takes in terms of just learning how to mobilize this voters thing because at the end of the day, um, speaking, speaking the right language within the proposal will be part of what gets us the money. And the way these bank people are, if you, you come in and you look at them face-to-face, you shake their hand, you tell them what you're doing conf- uh, 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 confidently, then they'll go to your website. You know, I've had a couple people say, oh, just call them, call them and tell them to look at the website. They're not looking for you. We're looking for them. So we need to go to them and then let them say, okay, do you have a website? Yes, here it is. Go to. Because if I just had a couple of people, and, of course, my guy who's campaigning, he realizes there's only 130 days. So, yeah, time is up to effort. I didn't run into him until recently. If I'd have gotten with him months ago, we'd be in a better place. But he's kind of rush, rush. He's like, oh, man, I don't have a lot of time either. You know, they know what we're doing. Either they're on or they're not. Well, they already have a thing. 
So they're not jumping on anybody else's wagon. If you want something from them, you have to come and you have to come and ask for it and 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 you know convince them that you know it's a good investment. You know, and that's that's where you know this other brother uh, trying to convince him, but you know. We were rushing even as we were talking on the phone. And he had to go real quick, and it's like, well, so when are we going to talk again? It's like, well, when are you going to talk again? I'm trying to tell you what it's going to, what they told me to tell you. You're going to have to come and meet them, and they're not going to set up a meeting around your schedule. They're going to tell you when they're available. When the guy's got a billion dollars and I want a piece of it, I'm not uh-huh. going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him when I'm available for him to come give it to me. I'm going to ask him Thank when you. can I come see you. You know, and when he lays it down, if I have to put some things off to come see him, I'm bringing, I'm bringing all, all of what I got aligned perfectly, T's dot, T's crossed, I's dotted, and That's right. you know, and hey, uh, do, do you have a website? Yeah, here's my website right here. I'm even bringing my own computer just in case. I know it's some bank, but I have my own laptop. If I have to say, hey, look, here it is, right here. You know. Okay. But I think we got an opportunity, you know. I think between these last couple of entities, and I know I've turned over a lot of stones. Some of them, you know, had had stuff had had fruit under it, but it was smashed, you know, and I couldn't get it to grow, you know. Some seed that didn't have enough water in it or whatever. But I'm not discouraged, you know. I'm not discouraged, and I and I know because I'm I'm out there. I'm gonna continue being out there. Continue going with this stuff and, and, and building on relate and building on relationships around the way, on the way because something if you turn enough stones over you're gonna find a coin under one of them you know if you only right. turn one over and just wait you know you, you, you're, you're, becoming, you're, you're becoming insane you know that's right. that's the that, you know doing the same thing and expecting a different result is what Doctor Quaku you always told me that's the definition of insanity. You know, yeah, yeah. So I hear I hear a, a familiar voice right there calling from uh, says Northeast California. Is there somebody who hasn't spoken up yet? Oh man, been listening to all this wisdom coming from all these wise men on this line. I've been cracking up over here. How's all my brothers doing out there? Good. We doing fine, man. We it sounds like we're welcoming another person in here. Could you you want to yes, say your name and where you calling from? My name is Harold Van Kiel. I'm calling from Berkeley, California. Representing yeah. Uh, music production, Sick Nation, mm. and, of course, the man himself running for the mayor of Oakland, California, Mr. Ken Houston. Yes, Hi, y'all. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear you, Harold. Hey, man. Uh, uh, you and I. I wasn't sure if that was your voice. It sounded like my brother Antoine from Pennsylvania calls in every now and then, but I didn't want to call you the wrong name. So for those who are just listening for the first time, Brother Harold Keel has an extraordinary CD out there, man. It's extraordinary. And we make, yeah, he's got some people across the country that are looking at putting it on the radio and doing some things with it. And, and also, uh, He's part of the voters' registration movement. Brother yes, Harold sir. is Brother Harold is king of the big dogs. There's a there's an organization a not, there's an organization a fraternity that's a nonprofit 
that's uh, uh, nationwide, and it's professional, full-figured men and women that are lawyers, doctors, entertainers, you name it. If you look at the mag, if you look at the magazines now, they're using our big, uh, beautiful black full-figured women to, to to model clothes and stuff like that now. Where there where there's an organization called Thick Nation, you can go www.thicknation.org and you can learn about them. And Harold won uh, Artist of the Year at the Las Vegas because um, they have conventions. In all, in, in in a lot of different cities across in states across the country, and he won Artist of the Year a few years ago. And you'd have to hear this guy's album to to, to feel what I'm talking about. But Harold has been busy with uh, with the tribute bands from Parliament Funkadelic, uh, yeah, um, and and he's uh, uh, organizing uh, a new set of musicians to get ready to mobilize with him on tour. They're looking at something in Sacramento and something in Vegas coming up in October. And uh, some of his some of his musicians who, who worked on his album, uh, one of them was uh, Prince's drummer, another one was with Larry Graham. Uh, others were, some of them were with uh, some other professional Bay Area music, uh, music companies and whatnot. And, and uh, so, I mean, it's, we're not talking top liberal. We're talking all the way professional music, and this is all Thanks, part sir. of this movement. And, and, and these are all the, uh, you know, all the resources that we're trying that we're pulling together. So when we start mobilizing, we don't have to shop, you know, outside the neighborhood. We've got plenty of music no, talent right right here. We got we have uh, good film work. Right here, we have uh, venues. Right here, you know, we have clinical we have we have clinical psychologists right here for your mental state. Yeah. We got something for reentry, something for health and wellness, something for education. Oh. This this is what the village is. So, how was rehearsal today, Brother Harold? Um, actually, it was a meeting of of, of the new band. And um, mm-hmm. it, it was really great. Um, mm-hmm. We're looking forward to some great things coming where I can actually start exposing the tracks off my CD. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Washington happens to be my manager. Uh, and okay. also, you know, and I have great business with uh, Mr. Andre Ward with C225. Uh, what's up, family? Of course, Dr. Quick, mm-hmm. what's up, Doc? That's my buddy hey, right here. You know on, what man. I'm saying? <laughs> always good, always good. You know, yeah. and a lot of my power source right now, believe it or not, is on this phone, on this line, and that's Mr. Corey Jeffries and Mr. Paul Washington. Those two mm-hmm. gentlemen together have been explosive in reaching heights with my career and meetings and, and pushing and, and connecting and because of that, you know, like Corey said, I got a young lady, um, Mary White. She's in a piece of work, uh, uh, radio, FM, and so forth. And she's waiting. I'll be calling her tomorrow. She's already mm-hmm. set in mind for me to get on the airwaves. And um, mm-hmm. mainstream, mind you, mainstream. So um, working on getting some CDs pressed up so we can get them products to her 
and others. And um, looking forward to coming out and handling this business, not just with the Ken Houston, but with Godfrey White from the Bayou to the Bay, with uh, Corey on all of our nonprofit organizations who are fighting and striving to do something better, to become something better. I stand on that same platform wholeheartedly, and I am assisting in every way. Because, see, we all love where we come from, but we all understand without each other working together and fighting this fight, we won't have anything because nobody's going to give us anything. So we have mm-hmm. to just, yeah, we have to devise plans and sit down and work the plans. Mm-hmm. Plan your you know, work and work your plan. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and Harold, if you just, if you had been here from the very beginning, we had started this platform off our, 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 the the beginning of it was going to center around the power of the vote and what it means primarily to African Americans and people of color, likewise marginalized communities like um, based on gender, you know, with hashtag Me Too, uh, all all the uh, uh, religious prejudice that's going on in this country sexual orientation and things of that nature. And we wanted to open up this dialogue to kind of center it around the power of the vote. But I think some of the things that we that we're talking about in general, you know, kinda of, kinda of let us know that if we stay close as a community, then we can start a movement that will take care of itself. You know, the way the way this past presidential vote was hijacked, you know, you can I'll say this one thing about my concept of what of what voters registration means, what it's and what it's supposed to mean, and what it actually is are two different things. Okay, there 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 are there are like seven of us on the line right now, and if right. we were to vote, if we were to vote and say, what what are you we're gonna go out for dinner? What do you guys want? And if two of you said steak, if three of you said chicken and waffles. And say the other two said, one said pancakes and one said cereal. When you look at when you look at the voters thing, it's clear that that uh, uh, you know three votes went in one direction, and there were a couple right. of circumstances where two went another way, and you know the others were split. Okay, but if I was the person orchestrating this. This, demo, this, this, demo, this democratic process, and, and, and we were counting the votes, and then I came in and said, well, look, the guy who voted for cereal, I know he was just one person, but because he's an electoral person, his vote is what we're, so we're going to have cereal. Only one person voted for cereal. Right. Then what, it, then what it means is the voting, why would you waste the rest of our time with this voting process if there's a loophole and a way that you can steal? It, what it means is that there's somebody else out there that wants to see what our mentality is. I just wanted to know who wanted steak or not so I know how to look at them the next time I see them as opposed right. to I want to have an even platform so where the majority actually wins. And in the United States, that's not the case anymore. Because why, why is a system that could be so simple so difficult? You've got voters, and you've got the electoral voters, and you've got the, this other stuff going on. It's all, 
it should be as simple. It should just be as simple as, uh, you know, the majority vote is what. I mean, if the majority doesn't do it, then why are we voting? Well, if if we were majority white, then the number would count. They would they would do it like that directly, but because. The Latino community is by 2040 in California. They're going to be 70 percent of California if things go the way they're going. So here's what we'll do: what we'll do is we'll denationalize those. We're not going to we're not going to ship them back. We're going to do a little bit of that to scare you, but we're going to hold over you the fact that you're an illegal immigrant. So if you do anything wrong, you're going to have this cloud of being the threat of being shipped back someplace. But they're going to let you stay here because who's going to mash all these grapes up in wine country? Who's going, to, who's, going to pick the, who's going to pick the oranges and the fruit and stuff? Who's going to do all the grunt work? And the Latino community has proven that they're willing to do good, hard, honest work. When you, when you, when, when you contend that they're MS-15 and all this other stuff that, that he claims, that would, that, that would be like saying, you know what, we're not going to let these Haitians or these Africans in here that are seeking refuge because that's where the Bloods and Crips started, which is a big lie. The Bloods and Crips are, are, are a United States organization. That started Correct. here. That was conceived out of poverty in, 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 in the L.A. area because there was no jobs and no education and no resources. The, the, that was conce- All of these negative things are conceived because of oppression. Right, and so and so this whole thing about voters, we can turn it around. Though I don't believe in the vote, but I believe that we can turn it around if we reeducate each other. It'll be just it'll be it'll be like us fighting for our emancipation. I don't know if it's to save the union or to save the uh, uh, you know the unions now or longshoremen and so on and so forth. But I don't know what part what part of fair trade they're going to have to make concessions on uh, to, to, to re-emancipate us again because that's what we need. We need to be re-emancipated because the first, the first thing just didn't work. And, and you know, and it all starts with, uh, you know, young voters, black colleges, all that stuff. We, we, I mean, you know, we pulled it off with Obama. We have to see it for what it is, though. Even if we get a black man in president, don't think he's going to free all the slaves, you know, because he's a puppet. Whoever the president is is a puppet. It just so happens we have a puppet now that's wearing a white sheet instead of, you know, I mean, I mean, he's taking his off. We've had him before with sheets on, but yeah. this, guy, this guy is letting us know that he's the worst of what we've ever witnessed in our lifetime, or maybe maybe ever since the since the presidency, since the you know democratic voting thing was instilled. But um, uh, is there any other person out there? We've got a lot of lines open that hasn't had a chance to say anything. Please step forward and be be well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good, good evening, brothers. This is uh, Brother Dotson from Hercules, California. Uh, hey, brother. brother Dotson. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I haven't been on the broadcast for a couple of uh, 
Thursdays, I've uh, been busy mostly on Thursday with some school activities and different things, but I was lucky enough to uh, be able to tune in this evening, and I'm good, really good. enjoying I'm really enjoying the uh, the great aspects of, of what we're talking about. When I came in, you were just talking to a brother who I assume is a musician, and you guys were talking about black music and obviously putting mm-hmm. something together, something together yeah. as a black music form, which yeah. is a, a yeah. great topic. I just want to speak on that for a minute. I had mm-hmm. an opportunity. There's going to be a, a, a movie premiere here in the Bay Area um, uh, starring the brother who was in um, Hamilton, Devate Diggs, and he is mm-hmm. uh, premiering his movie at the Fox Oakland Theater uh, sometime next week, I believe, and the name of the movie is Blind Spotting. Oh, okay. And, uh, I'm asking everybody to come out and support that movie when it finally hits the theaters uh, on the, the 22nd. And the reason I'm promoting that is uh, mm-hmm. I've had a chance to speak to that brother, and um, I asked him why are blacks underrepresented in the, the movie industry and media, which mm-hmm. we are terribly terribly underrepresented. Right. Uh, now, everyone doesn't have to be Denzel or, you know, Oprah be in front of the camera. And I asked him when he was doing this movie, was he promoting black people being the grip? You see all those credits that roll by at the end of every movie you go to when you take your girlfriend mm, mm. out? Man. That's where oh. those millions of dollars of cost mm-hmm. comes to make that movie mm-hmm. other than blowing up cars and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the brother kind of embraced me, and he said, well, what would be your thought process on that? I said, well, we need to start getting our brothers and sisters trained in mm-hmm. that industry. And how we mm-hmm. go about it has to be a grassroots movement. And speaking to your musician, I heard that brother uh, speaking just before Harold. I came in. Mm-hmm. Brother and, Harold. Um, mm-hmm. Brother Harold. And I'd like to get mm-hmm. Brother Harold's thoughts on how could we embrace brothers who have a knack for, you know, uh, electronics and things, bring them in as studio engineers where they can go out and teach other young brothers and, or just create a trade school for media mm-hmm. and start to move in that direction. Because mm-hmm. that industry is not going away and those jobs are not going away and the underrepresentation of blacks there could be something we could latch on to as a group of men, you know, progressive men. My thing is more real estate and financial literacy, but I'm willing mm-hmm. to put my money towards getting young black people more represented in media. And I just wanted to get a thought on what would be the best way we could come together for something like that, just to fill that niche where we have so many other niches to fill. Okay. Well, can I answer that for that young man, please? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. My brother, you just secured a a, a lane. And the only Mm -hmm. thing missing out of that lane is for us to create that school as a nonprofit, get a 5013C. Yeah, we can operate everything going forward with the knowledge. Mm-hmm. With the, I, and there's a lot of us here that's willing to get out. I got people with studios who'll be more than happy probably coming in and get out. You know, or want to help teach. You know, and mm-hmm. um, that's a very very strong possibility. And the thing that we mm-hmm. would do is just center that school where 
everybody can get to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? Okay. Because the yes. first one is going to be your biggest, your your, your biggest uh, um, example for what you're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And this 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 platform here that that you're listening to and you're involved with with these seven strong, powerful, wise men. Yes. Is more than an avenue for what you're speaking. See, we're all destined to be at the right place at the right moment to say the right thing. Well, today was mm-hmm. your lane. Well, because that's the topic that you just spoke on. And let me say this real quick, too. There are some entities out there that are going, like Laney, Laney College, if you go that route. Laney College has a great film thing. So does the Loney College, where your daughter Harold is going to now, yeah. correct? And then, yeah. then you've got then you've got Mind Seed, which Dwayne Wiggins from uh, uh, Tony 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 has in East Oakland, down the street from Alan Temple. He has a mm-hmm. six he has a six week program during the summer, which teaches kids music theory in terms of becoming engineers and doing all the behind the scenes things. That's from a music standpoint. Then you mm-hmm. have over, Overcomers with Hope in West Oakland and the old Marcus Garvey uh, building. Uh, they have a multi-million dollar studio there. People, Some of these kids that are leaving there at 19 and 20 years old are getting jobs with NBC and ABC and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, again, but, but again, you're working for another organization instead of starting your own brand. That's not a bad place to start because if you can make a good, good, and uh, you, you can make a, 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 a decent amount of money to put money aside to look at the big picture, you can right, bring right. that knowledge. But, but, but to, but to expand on what Harold's talking about and to help answer your question that you asked, too, brother, is it, it, it's it's really as simple as finding a need in your community, and like you just said, mm-hmm. we ha- we have the skills. I mean, we have the the, the vision. <laughs> The, the stories we can tell from our community that could go to film just from just from our stories in urban America, to, mm-hmm. and I mean and I mean more than just a, a, a rapper who used to be a drug dealer. We got other stories in our community right. that that can that can save lives and and, 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 and reeducate and change the whole mindset. So correct. So it, it starts with us getting. Uh, articles because if you're a nonprofit organization, what it means is see, in California they have what's called flex corporation, which means let let's say brother you sold the best uh, chocolate sweet potato pies that we've ever tasted, and you have to be going out of town. So when you leave at the airport, you drop one of the pies off to the to the little newspaper stand place that sells pound cake and pies and stuff. Now you come back from your trip and they say, man. Some little pies you drop, the people that pass through the airport, I could sell a thousand of these in a week's time. Can you give me a thousand pies? Well, what are you going to say? There's no way. I don't have enough material. How am I going to get mm-hmm. a thousand pies together? But see, if you have something you can teach, nobody knows how to make those pies except you. So you start a foundation, you get, a, you get your 501c3, and by doing that, what it allows you to do is what for-profit companies can't do. A for-profit company can't get a grant. They they can get they can get uh, venture capitalists to invest in in them, and of course they want a return on their money and all that stuff. But in terms of a foundation, you can get grants 
and you can pull students from the culinary schools and teach them. In other words, your grant will pay for your industrial kitchen. It will pay for all your materials. It, it, it will pay stipends to your, to your uh, interns uh, who bake your pies for you. Then when you sit, now you can go to the guy at the airport and say, yeah, I got a workforce. It's all paid through these grants. I'm teaching them baking and culinary stuff. And I can give you them 1,000 pies. But when you sell those 1,000 pies, the profit goes into your pocket. Mm-hmm. So you're, te- mm-hmm. you're teaching on one end. You put- so we can take that same cookie-cutter concept, and you can apply that to what you want to do for, for, uh, for, for teaching. Um, uh, you could teach film and don't even know nothing about film because, because, because of the fact that you know it's possible all you have to do is get your, your nonprofit organization together and you can recruit. Like right now for $150 a year, you could, you, could, you could get a membership with the Liberated Lens. What that means is eight hours a day, you can borrow their film equipment. So now all you need is teachers. Well, because you're a nonprofit, you can find out what it would cost to have consultant teachers come in and teach, even if it's just three days out the week. You, those three days out the week they come and teach, your grant, your grant pays for them. Then you find some place to align yourself up with, like the Boys and Girls Club. You go, well, hey, look, we need some subject matter. There's a, there's a, there's a summer uh, uh, basketball tournament here. Let's partner up with the Boys and Girls Club. And hey, boys and girls club, we'd like to use your club as a platform to teach film. So now you got a bunch of students here right. that can come learn how. Some of them don't play basketball. Some some want to be statisticians and and, and run the right. clock. Right. Some of mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. then you then you go to the Golden State Warriors and say, hey, you guys are big in the community. We need a couple of your players to come out for a couple of these little events that we're having and and, and donate some material. So now the kid that joins the boys club to stay out of Stay out of trouble, has to be accountable for his grade. He's a single parent, so we have a waiver for those who can't afford it. doesn't mean you still can't be a part of the program. We just, we just have a part of the grants that will take on so many kids that can't afford it. So now you've got kids in there, and here's what they get. After you're, in the ninth, you're, you're nine years old. After you finish playing basketball, you get a little disc of some film, some footage of you playing basketball. You got mm-hmm. your little you got your little Warriors jersey for joining the Boys and Girls Club. You got mm-hmm. a few trinkets. Then you look forward to next summer. How are your grades this past year? Oh, they was pretty, they was good. Well, there's room for improvement. But come on in and join us. You get you, you get to see your growth, you know, over a course of years and being in the Boys and Girls Club. And you basically and so what happens? Some of these kids who were playing like Damian like like Damian Lillard who played Portland came up in the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So now, so now you've got you've got footage, you've got marketing things. So you can you, you can get Nike sponsorship. You could start it with the most humble of things, just teaching kids film. And see, some of them who are learning film then, when they get when they get out of high school, or some of these tech schools that teach you film, like 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 that school down at the uh, the Fox Theater down in Oakland, they teach film stuff down there too. So now, now you've been you you've been turned on to it at an early age, and you've got some of the skill sets. So now all you have to do is go to the next level in college and stuff, and you can come out like Spike Lee did. Spike Lee, 
Spike went to uh, Atlanta University. Then he studied after grad at Harvard, and he had to pool all of his friends together with their credit cards to make sure he's got to have it. Whereas the white dude comes out of out of out of Harvard, and Hollywood drops a million dollar six million dollar bomb in his pocket to get him started. He started with seventy five thousand dollars of credit card money from all of his student friends and made she's got to have it school days mm-hmm. and the rest is, mm-hmm. and the rest has been history. But but that's a great thing that you brought up. Oh, uh, my brother, because that's amazing not to cut you off that, that great mm-hmm. network of things mm-hmm. and ideas that you just put together. And, and I think we probably need you to uh, list a few of those uh, film uh, companies and, and, and uh, uh, educational mm-hmm. film uh, things we have down here in the Bay Area, because I don't think a lot of people are aware of them. But, but my mm-hmm. thought process was more of a, of a grassroots and incorporating mm-hmm. a lot of the other things you were doing uh, because mm-hmm. I come from a place of, uh, of what I experienced as a youth coming out of high school back in mm-hmm. 1974. There was a place here in Oakland that was state and city sponsored called the East Bay Skills Center. Of yes, course, yes. San Pablo. I remember that. Okay, Pablo. yeah, so you do By remember that. Yeah, so you yeah. remember the concept yeah. of the East Bay yeah. Skills Center where they mm-hmm. brought young people mm-hmm. in for training, and, and mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the training that we Ty- need Ty- now, such as coding Ty- typing, or, typing or what computer. we're talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But the concept is still there, and you covered a huge umbrella and aspect of the kind of people who could come together from you talking about Spike Lee to uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the brothers who have the music industry down here. I'm mm-hmm. thinking that if we can start a grassroots movement to bring these people in to kind of mimic an East Bay mm-hmm. skill set with specialized mm-hmm. training, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the thing that, that I'm looking at is every young person, and I've had conversations in McDonald's and different places mm-hmm. with young teenagers mm-hmm. getting ready to, uh, to, uh, to um, uh, uh, educate themselves and come out of high school, and I asked them if there was a place where you could go and mm-hmm. learn coding, and I asked them what mm-hmm. their, their interest. One young lady said, well, my interest is the designing of, of dresses and, and being a fashion designer, and I asked them if you could have a pipeline from your high school to a place that mm-hmm. would go and immerse you if you had the grades mm-hmm. and the knowledge and the training to, to mm-hmm. you know, you can't just come tell me you want to be an astronaut and you don't know any physics. Now, let's be real. But if mm-hmm. you have a dream and you aspire mm-hmm. to just be able to, you like working on Mercedes-Benz, you know how mm-hmm. much they get paid, and one of, one of you brothers, I know you take your Benz to the shop <laughs> and mm-hmm. get it worked on how mm-hmm. much that costs us. So, yeah. they, and I, I told most of those kids, they said, yes, that would be something I would be interested in because everyone mm-hmm. does not want to go to college mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and cannot. Yeah, and, and it shouldn't be based on, hey, if, if, if if Steve Jobs can drop out after after two years of college at Stanford and, 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 and he's right. Apple computers, why right. why why do we have to why do we have to and there's nothing better than an education, but like there's you said, education better. education comes in many forms too though. It doesn't mean you have to like Dr. Quaker would put it, go to one of these European schools, one of these European colleges mm-hmm. to, to, to to get your education, you know. And uh, right, right. Let me let me let me ask Andre because Andre, Andre, his specialty 
is getting behind the camera and doing things of that nature, Andre. I don't know if you heard what we said, what we were talking about a little while ago. I know you had to step away on some stuff for a while, but we, we this gentleman who just called in here uh, recently was talking about, um, you know, doing something for kids to teach them exactly what it is that you, that you already have. I mean, the platform could be right here with uh, T25. You know, he's talking about teaching kids about about uh, film industry. He's talking about watching all these credits roll off of these movies and seeing how many people are getting paid and all the money millions that go into these budgets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you say? Right. Jay? Oh yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, man. And and you know, whenever we do a project, we be, we'll be more than happy to bring some of the youth in to assist us in, in running the cable and learning the process and setting up cameras and lights and sound and working on the stage. And we, we've done that before, and we'll do it again in the future. And yeah. so, and as I said earlier, you know, we have um, we have a great team here at T25CL. We're kind of scattered out throughout the state, of course, but uh, we mm-hmm. definitely have a great team, and, and uh, our team loves to teach others to help others to teach, and so we're definitely down with that. Is uh, mm-hmm. Brother Harold on the, still on the line? Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm here. What's up, Dre? What's up with you, man? Man, staying busy, making things happen, as as I like to call it, and Corey and Paula tell you, I like to say I'm uh Flying low on the radar, but you know, flying high. Flying mm-hmm. low. Man, your, <laughs> your, your music is popping on T25CO radio, man. And this one particular song you got on there, man, has me me going on this love affair. That's a cold side, man. Oh, they like this love affair. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's a cold <laughs> side. Man. And, and, and the cool thing about it, Dre, is that. Uh, 99% of my songs are all true story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing fictitious. Mm-hmm. Nothing. No matter what level it is, it's all real. So I appreciate that. I thought you was going to say the one wet like the rain because uh, that seems yep. to be hitting kind of hard in Las Vegas and in Inglewood. Those two especially, they hit hey, hard on that one. How about this one? Can't do you again. Do, 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 I don't know if they're ready do, 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 for that, Corey. Can't do I, uh, you again. <laughs> the Staples Singer song, uh, Let's Do It Again. Yeah. Yeah. And I flipped it to Can't Do You Again and put a little humor in it. And, man, they have to love it. So yeah. um, once the CD is up for release, that's the only thing I have to do is get permission for that one to go forward. But it is really yeah. on push. So um, the band that I have right now, um, we're all we need is our keyboard player, which we are. We should have in the next two weeks. And all mm-hmm. I can say is I can't say the name of my band because this is mine's now. But everybody's a heavy hitter, meaning mm-hmm. well seasoned, well ready in every aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. get ready for what we get ready to come and do. We had a good meeting today, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm excited about that because I finally get to get my hands on my own project. I've helped a lot of people, and I'll knock it. I got a, a Oak Town Private Reserve, big, big major love to them. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, Purified Funk Assurance is my uh, god brother Richard Lynch and them there, the P-Funk uh 
tribute band. And when I say that they are the next door open, um, as soon as uh, George Clinton retires, you can best believe that's going to be the next battle group right there that's going to step up and do nothing but, nothing but Parliament Funkadelic. And I mean to the every core. They have uh, a few members. Mm-hmm. Juan Carlos. They have a few members. Uh, Juan mm-hmm. Carlos. Yeah, Juan Carlos is in there. Jimmy Bean and the girl Sharonda uh, from the Brides. They're all connected now in this P Funk tribute band. So uh, mm-hmm. that's another, you know. So I've been there for people. People been there for me. Um, also currently recording with Sonny Fairley, jazz artist, saxophone. We completed mm-hmm. a track called um, "I Adore You." Um, so that is being, it's, it's already mastered. We're getting ready to push that forward. It's really based on this. I'm a conscious awareness type of person in my talk, my walk, and my music. Because that is the platform we need to have recognized so we can make the, the correct changes in our society and, it's, and especially in our own kings and queens to turn around and help instead of run away, you know what I mean? We can have our own communities if we just pay attention and learn how to get them and get them houses that are torn down or beat up and rebuild them and get them right. There's all avenues for that. We can get those run-down stores if we got to start a nonprofit and get it to make it a black-owned store. And let's get, you know, and we can raise our own communities back to health without the government. And, 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 all, and all of these stories, just getting there is like a reality show. I mean, if we could carry a camera with us on some of our travels and some of the things we deal with day to day and edited that stuff the right way, we've got, we've got, we've got a, a library, a catalog of material just in our everyday existence and everything yeah. that we do with our friends, our families, and our schools and, you know, our ups and our downs. We have material. And we just need to get that financing thing. And I, I don't want this brother to get away from me who graduated in 74. Tell me your name again, brother. Uh, brother Dobson from Hercules, California. And, and uh-huh. can I just put one thing in on what that brother uh-huh. just said? Because that was so, uh-huh. so, so good to hear that. And I was uh-huh. turned on to Brother Carl Anderson, Dr. Carl Anderson, uh, on YouTube. And I, I encourage everyone to go on YouTube and look at his uh, speakings on the state of black America. Uh, Dr. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And He's a heavyweight. Brother, brother, Warren, brother Warren sent me his link, and I have mm-hmm. been watching that brother and getting so much knowledge about how I should approach different things, you know, as far as what Dr. Anderson says, we should have the resources, like his brother was talking about, going out and mm-hmm. getting these torn down buildings and and community mm-hmm. in the community and making them our community center and working mm-hmm. in that aspect. And then he also talked about political influence. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. to the end of the program, but I had an interaction with Barbara Lee, one of our uh, uh, representatives down here in the Bay mm-hmm. Area, and mm-hmm. uh, I had spoke, spoke to her uh, previously about some of the ideas that we were sharing tonight as brothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't get the kind of response that I would hope, you know, just seeing her yeah. at a baseball game, which I did, you know, and yeah. got to yeah. speak to her. But I hope to get another audience. But that's what Dr. Anderson said. Get your resources, then get your political influences, and then get them to work towards 
helping us get what we need in our community to rebuild. And that's why I'm going to leave you. Exactly. Mm, okay, okay. Hey, hey Brother Dobson, uh, I, if you got a pen, I'll tell you how to, I don't know if you want to say your number out loud, but I'll I, I give you I give you my number and the way you can reach us. You can always reach us through C25CL.com, uh, uh, too. But okay. uh, uh, my my name is Corey, Brother Corey Jeffries, okay. and right. my phone number is area code 510-691-7090. And, I, okay. and, and, since, and since we have this possibility with this community bank here, um, I would like to uh, – you know, share some share some things with you on yes uh, that that concept of what you're talking about, and how we can link it in with T25, and you know, because these people are these people are are, are are awarding grants, giving giving loans, and doing all kind of things. And yeah. the, the the one thing the 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 one thing, and, and you know, knowing somebody there, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Knowing somebody there, yes, yeah, right. But but, but by yeah. the same token, you know. You still have to do your your your, your due diligence. You can't just say, mm-hmm. "Oh, because this person is, you know, my father or my, you know, grandfather or something." That mm-hmm. that means it's all, that's that means it's automatic. You know, because you're a representative of them, the, the, the real, you know, the real eggshell in that thing is, well, you know, if my you know if my cousin opens his door for me, I don't want to come in. <laughs> You right. know, all, all mm-hmm. four up and stuff. They gonna, you know, that's gonna go to his credibility. So, all we have to do is just, um, you know, I talk to him once a week lately when he when he's not on a plane with Tom Sayer and Warren Buffett. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. I talk to him on a plane sitting next to them guys once, but when he's not doing that, he gets back to me pretty promptly, and he and he keeps me out in front of what's going on. Says you might want to do this. Hey, I got somebody over here. I'll give you this number. You call them. They'll hook you up. So that way there's no, you know, we can't do it like Trump and them. We can't just call mm-hmm. our friends and relatives in, even though they right. have no experience. And all of a sudden right. now they've stated, the, the, you know, director of Homeland Security. We can't do it that way. We to, <laughs> right. Yeah, we have to come in and say, hey, hey, look. He said, hey, he told me. Everything he told me, he said, hey, look, Corey, this guy's about to drop $20 million on two billboards, and, 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 and when New Year's Eve came for the Dick, the Dick Clark thing with 3 million people, 35, 3.5 million people in Times Square, just like he said it, I saw in the background the two impeached uh, Donald Trump billboards. He said wow. he's getting ready to drop millions of dollars on the black colleges now, Corey. This thing that you're involved with, with Major League Baseball Urban League through, through Mike Norris's wellness center, and also with the authentic baseball league. So there are six Negro League teams that are playing in Modesto and Stockton now. Wow. They're, they're authentic baseball league teams. But, you know, of course, it's season to season, and the money comes and goes, you know. Mm-hmm. But latching that on to this voters' registration and this black colleges movement is, is just another part of the example I just gave a while ago, brother, when you, brother Dobson, when you were talking about how to start this film thing, and it looped into the Boys and Girls Club and this yes. and all these other different entities. This is how we have to do. And see, flying by yourself sometimes isn't enough. Sometimes you mm-hmm. got to build relationships and stuff because it'll open up doors. Like the thing, like you were talking about Barbara Lee, um, uh, <clears throat> the place I'm doing this broadcasting from now 
uh, one of the people that was that just left here is Barbara Lee's next door neighbor. Okay. Her next is her next door neighbor, and she told wow. me she said she's doing something for small black businesses in a couple of weeks, and she's going to let me know. She gave me uh, the card for her uh, uh, chief of staff, and she said contact her in the, in the next couple of weeks, send her an email or something. And it's about Amazing. how to set up your own businesses and stuff. And like you said, it might not be exactly what we expect because, you, you know, we, you get close to them and you expect something more right. sometimes than what it is, but, but, you, but you wind up coming someplace to get in line like everybody else, which is fine. There's no special door opening or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, it, but at least, you know, you're, you're in a place where you can observe and be a fly on the wall. That being a fly on the wall thing, let me, I'm going to say this one last thing, and, and I'm going to ask Dr. Quakey something. You still, you still there, Dr. Quakey? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this one thing. Um, there, there, were, there were these people that were trying to get, you know, Michelle and Barack Obama, they were so highly coveted by different organizations and stuff. They were having, you know, for the girls, Michelle was doing things for etiquette and, and the Easter egg hunts and having their open door policy and all that. But there were a lot of political types that were trying to get a word in with Barack Obama. And because, you know, they're in that mainstream of politics, it's just it was just hard to get to them. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but now here's a guy that talks to him every day, whenever he wants to. And you know who he is? He, he, was, he, he was the black dude who had security clearance that was coming in the back door emptying all the trash cans. Oh, wow. He just emptying all, all the trash cans. Like, hey, Stuart, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine, Mr. President. How are you? He said, how's your grandson? He said, oh, yeah, he's playing t-ball now, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? You think you got the hookup on the front lawn with these politicians. If you knew the guy who was emptying the garbage cans, that's your way in. Right. Hello. <laughs> That's right. your way in. And, and that's the way we have to handle our business. We don't get the million-dollar check. I, I was just looking at LeBron James a while ago, on something about him on the Internet, how, you know, Phil Jackson made that statement about him and his posse and all that stuff. Well, you, know what, you know what his posse, the guys he graduated from high school with, two of them, one guy that he met selling authentic jerseys uh, at, a, at a ball game or something, and I forgot how he met the other one. He got he got uh, four guys in his crew that he knew. One of them he knew since he was five years old. They just signed a billion dollar endorsement deal. Wow! These guys from his neighborhood, the pocket, just signed a billion dollar endorsement deal. You know, and they say don't do business with your relatives. Don't do. We, 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 are, we already know at the family reunion is that one uncle that you stay away from, you know. You don't sit on his lap or something like right. that, you know. But, but, but you know what? When, when you've got family members that are, are, are loyal and, 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 and they know how to conduct themselves, the best, <clears throat> place to do, the best place to do your business can be with your not associates, See, I, I knew a lot of people in, in, in school, you know. Oh, yeah, I remember so-and-so. We were in math together. That was it. But your friends and your family, if you can keep your circle tight and see, for us, it's our village. It's our relationship. The people that are on, the, on, on, this, uh, on this show right now are people that are like-minded. I think we all have the same interest in mind. So, like you said, Andre, let's, let's, let's make this thing happen. 
you know. It's time to make this thing happen, you know. And uh, Dr. Kwaku, uh, you can still give us that 15-point plan if you want to. You want to give it to us? Oh, well, that's a little bit late, Dr. Dyla Cox. I, I need the uh, okay. basic. We need a whole show to really go through everything. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, is Pastor Warren in here? Nope. Okay. I was wondering if Pastor Warren was in there. Um, uh, we still have, you know, about uh, 20 minutes, and uh, there's some, there's some, they, we just had recently the, uh, uh, the San Francisco Film Festival. There were about 60 different films there. I, I would, I would, uh, uh want to just share a couple of local brothers here that, that are willing to come and participate and consult in some of the things we're doing. Um, uh, 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 one, one of them is a professor of black studies, an ex, uh, ex former Black Panther, Walter Turner, who's at uh, Marin College. And I, I have a lot of dialogue with him uh, in terms of um, the black experience and education and things of that nature. Uh, I finally caught up to my uh, uh, cousin, Leonard Jeffries. He has a complete overview of black history. He's a professor of New York City College. He lives in New Jersey. But you can go on YouTube and you can look at complete overview of black history. And like you were saying, Brother Dobbs, some of these guys, Dr. Kwaku, uh, knows personally. Some of, the, uh, some of the brothers up there in the Sacramento and Fairfield area also because they're all they're – all, uh, uh, from the circuit that included Malcolm X and Kwame Turi, uh, aka Stokely Carmichael, and such, and we have we have scholars and everything right here. Uh, Dr. Kwaku, uh, since we instead of the 15 point plan, share your concept about uh, certifying schools and stuff that you were talking to me about a while ago. Well, it, it really wasn't. It's not a concept. It's just that we have the same. Uh, ac- accessibility as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Saying the key is though is connections. They like to say mm-hmm. that was who you know. And if you connect mm-hmm. with the right people, like we've met with these people who sits on the certification board to certify schools like Stanford, USF, and all these schools. And I we met a couple other people that work on the board, and they're walking us through the process by which we can open up a a major university in Sacramento. You know, and people don't know for the WASP certification, which is is the major certification that USC, that all of your major universities have, it, it, it only costs like about $25,000. You just got to get your paperwork in order and do it. But the problem has always been us coming together and instead of, you know, uh, we don't know how to be in a group process. We uh, have learned individualism from the American culture and everybody want to be in charge. Well, when you're putting together major situations like this, you've got to be open and you've got to be receptive to other people's ideas and and you've got to allow other people to grow and develop along with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't Thinking, thinking that somehow I know everything and I'm in charge and I'm the one I got to keep my eye on every dollar. It ain't going to work like that. That's what's wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And, and the 15-point plan is that, you know, economically, we are sound. We 
the money that goes through the black community just here in America would make us the 10th largest country on the planet. Come on. But because Mm -hmm. we come together, because we don't buy black, because we are so uh, involved in this show, what I call Caucasianized, or we've moved into this multiculturalism that it's impossible for us to see what I like to refer to as a black nation. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only way that we, uh, you know, can can determine what our outcome is going to be is we have to be in charge of it. I mean, mm-hmm. education, we have to be in charge of, of economics, we have to be in charge of security. And one of the things mm-hmm. that we talk about, I've, I've been reading a lot of stuff, and I think the chief, are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, that book that you were talking about, I read a part of it today, but that Jones guy, you know, who was uh, teaching them how to use religion to make slaves out of us. Right. Mm. Until we're able to rise above this stuff, people always say have a different mindset. Having a different mindset don't mean reading a couple of paragraphs from somewhere and wake up one morning and all of a sudden you got a different mindset. You have got Mm -hmm. to be who you are. You know, in fact, mm-hmm. answer this about that. Who you are, what your purpose is, you know, where do you come from? Without mm-hmm. those things, a solid foundation. We need a foundation so that you and I and other other black man sisters on this planet can come together and sit down and realize that we come from different uh some of us even come from different cultures within the culture. So come on now. Think differently. We have different ideas, but those are the things that divide us, and we have to learn how to communicate with each other without allowing all of our personal beliefs to dictate whether or not we're going to continue to interact with each other. Because unless we interact with each other, we will always be working for somebody. We will always be educated by somebody. We will always be provided security by somebody. And you see what they do when they have security over us. They shoot us down in the street. So Come on now. Mm-hmm. Us mm-hmm. wake up and realize the only way, it, you know, we have to be able to protect our women. If you can't protect your children and you can't protect your woman, it's no wonder people don't see us as men. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's no wonder mm-hmm. see us as men. We have to be able to provide that. And uh, and so until we get to that point and realize that you know anything, and my granddaddy always said anything worth uh, having is what if it ain't worth dying for, it ain't worth having. Mm-hmm. Gravitated to a point where we have realized that we have something that's worth giving it up for. I would give my mm-hmm. life for my children. I would give my Come life, and we all say that. And, but then when it comes to the test. We start negotiating our rights away. Mm-hmm. about to negotiate. This brother sent me a video today. He said, "You want to stop uh, police shooting of uh, un- unarmed black kids? Whenever a cop shoots one of your unarmed black kids, and they go to court, and then some of your own people turn him loose, saying he was justified. You need to find this family, kill somebody in that family. A lot mm-hmm. of this." They don't like mm. to hear that. Oh, you can't use violence against violence. Sometimes you have to use fire to put out a fire. Have you, are you, Come on, 
we fight for safety. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? And mm-hmm. nothing has taken place. You see how much uh, marches and how many uh, things are developing because they won't let these people come across the border and they're taking their children? Why mm-hmm. don't they kill whenever one of us get murdered for absolutely no reason? Right. And that's why I'm so turned off against the political scenario because they'll raise up for anything except black rights. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people can push that issue is us. And if we sit back and don't, you know, get out there in the mix and say, hey, I'm ready to, I'm ready to give it up for this. This is not right. I'm not going to stand by and watch you abuse my women. You see how they, how women, they body slam little teenage girls, these big mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. That shows you that they totally same concept that they had during slavery, that there is a black person doesn't have rights that a white man is obligated to respect. Mm-hmm. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. That's right. We are the only ones who can change that. And as long as we keep going for the okie-dokie, making excuses and marching and singing and, 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 and studying their religion, studying their educational process, we will always be subservient and we'll always be working for them. Even these guys in the NFL, they're trying to make, some of them make $200 million a year. They are $200 million a year slave because they don't have yep. rights that everybody else has. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So where do we stop mm-hmm. it at, brother? That's the can, you have to ask can I chime in? Can, in yeah. can I chime in? I am not, I will not tolerate this type of process any longer. Anybody coming at my door, they're going to have to go ahead and shoot me down. That's all there is to it. Mm. That's powerful. Mm. That's powerful. Mm. And, and, and I know it might seem drastic to some people, but how do you fight a war? You can't fight a, fight a war by shooting marbles. That's right. Thank you. That's right. A war for our children, a war for our uh, uh communities, a war to be accepted? Why should we be battling this war about being accepted? We don't need to be accepted. They need to, we need to accept them. Mm-hmm. 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 Where we are the people who are having to adjust. We are the people who are afraid of bending the law or breaking the law. Even when we're right, we're afraid. What kind of country do you live in where even when you know you haven't committed a crime, somebody stops you and can disrespect you any kind of way they want to, and you can't do absolutely anything about it? Yeah, just just, just, mm-hmm. just break your spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brothers, right. we, we are in a war for our spirit. We're in a war for our families. We're in a war for our community. We don't have no community now, but we can have one. Black women don't respect black men because we can't protect them. They know it. Mm-hmm. And that's how, And if you go back and if you read slavery and if you study slavery, those are some of the things that really crippled and dis- disrupted the whole black uh, continuity. Because mm-hmm. your wife walk down to your house anytime he get ready and tell your wife to come on up to the house, baby, I need some action tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and we have moved into an era where we're doing it now, but they flipped the script. It hasn't flipped really, because 
they still give our women, two of our black women have uh, what they call these high-profile jobs where they're making big money now, and they're making the big money. Guess what? I don't want no brother today making but $50,000 a year and driving a garbage truck. A man got $100,000. Yeah. around, and we're still divided, and it's time for us to, if if we want our women to respect us, we better stand up and start acting like men. And we better mm-hmm. do it now. Now. That, you know, you ain't got no time. You can't plan this. It's, you know, when nope. you get up in the morning, you walk out your door, you be a black man. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it's all about. It, it's all about standing up for your rights. Would you stand up for your rights if nobody else is on your side? You know, if somebody mm-hmm. came to your school right now mm-hmm. and intimidates you or hurts your family or your children, would you stand up and fight? Yes, you would. Well, you better we believe it. You better believe it. That's right. We have to do it in the school systems where they just, you know, they're taking advantage of our children, miseducating them, and abusing them at the same time. And yet Come on. we stand back and talk about Oh, well, they got another school over here. Let's put my kids over here. The same curriculum, the same processes in place, so your kids are going to wind up the same way they would have wound up if they had a charter school, a public school, or whatever school. As long as as your kids are learning how to be good Europeans or modern-day slaves. That's it. That's profound there, Tony. Yeah, this is Paul Washington. I want to I want to add something right on that comment, from Doctor. Yes, but if you look at the immigration laws that they're doing right now with the border, right. uh-huh. they're trying to keep all those families together, and consciously they see it as being right. But if you look at our history, mm-hmm. they sold us off and never tried to commit oh, yeah. keeping us together. So that's right, brother. You look at history today. You basically trying right. to keep that. They trying to keep that 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 minority that they got coming in. Yeah, that's in position to together as a family. Mm-hmm. But they and, and you know try to figure out a way to separate up. Yeah, but and look at how they do this stuff. Look at how many people they had. They had uh, uh, things in about fifty different cities yesterday. When a black man gets killed or a sister gets beat up by the police, how many cities do you see them having something in? Uh, it's one, still, one, one, na- one neighborhood for the most part. Right. That's right. It still comes down to black life is not important. We have to make it be important or make them pay. Yeah, yeah. That's real and tough. I got a, well, I got a, I got a, I got a covenant on that. I follow Claude Anderson also, and he was mentioning something about independent. As an independent, to, to to create a message or to have a voice, we have to try to create an independent. That's right. Now, on that subject matter, how strong do we come together as a black community or as a uh, whatever we're trying to voice to be independent versus Republican, Democratic, or whatever it may be to, I would say, put a message out. Is that the route? 
what I think we have to do. I, I'm quite familiar with Claude Anderson, the heavy brother. Uh, we have to come together. We have to rise above our differences. We the funny thing about us as a group is we see ourselves as different as white folks see us. We don't see ourselves one group. Mexicans see themselves as one group. Asians see themselves as one group. Italians see themselves as one group. White Jews see themselves as one group. We are the only ones running around talking about, well, I got 20% Irish, I got 10% Native American, and 35% African. Right. Because we are the only ones. In fact, I wrote some stuff and put some ads out today. We are the one group, the one group who runs around trying to be accepted into this whole um, uh, multicultural melting pot. We are afraid to go out there and make people respect us for who we are because mm-hmm. we're so busy trying to fit into these pigeonholes that they try to make us fit in. You got to fit in over here in order to get a job over here. You got to act this way if you want to work here. You got to talk this way, just like they're doing the NFL players. Well, you can uh, you can have your rights, but you got to do it in the shower room. You can't come out in the public and do it. <laughs> that's the whole stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it well, that's what it comes down to. Until we stand mm-hmm. up, and that's why you know I love football as much as anybody, but I'm not watching not one single game this year. I know it may not have a whole lot of impact and me not watching one game, but it, it to me it says that, okay, if they're going to treat them like that, they already treat us like crap because most of us can't afford to go to a game anyway. Do you know what it costs to go to a playoff game? Right. <laughs> I went yeah, out house, the, house, the, 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 the house is in foreclosure. The house is in foreclosure. And they be talking about yeah. the toughest this stuff is for average families. The average family can't afford to go out there. I went down to the uh, the lake or uh, auditorium down there when the playoff was. The the bleacher seats were fifteen hundred dollars a piece. Wow. You know you, you know the one that gets me, Doctor Quaku, that you talked about in terms of these. Um, uh, Blacks that are slaves in, in pro sports, and and and, yes. it, and it's like what gets me is I could sign a thirty five million dollar con- a year contract. That, that tells me right then that I that I'm uh, uh, I'm secretarian, so they they can't live without me. I'm the I'm I, I'm the number one slave. So and and, and so a slave in that position is it, it kind of controls their money, and, and but 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 they don't. But the slave himself doesn't realize it. It's like, you know, if I were to say, look, I'll sign there for $35 million, but you know what? Instead of that, give me $30 million. And when I go out to, to, to your city, to the Boys and Girls Clubs, instead of having the, the team will give tickets for, for, for 50 kids for the Boys and Girls Clubs to come. And they mm-hmm. sitting up there, and they sitting up there in the nosebleed seat while, right. while, while the little bitty white kids is down there on the floor playing catch mm-hmm. with LeBron James and throwing them the ball and taking yeah. photoshops and all that stuff, I would say, man, you know what? You offered me $35 million, I'll come there for $30 million. But huh. here's what I want. I want. I want one section 
where them little black kids from the Boys and Girls Clubs can sit right down here at courtside. So when we mm-hmm. shoot around, so when they shoot around, mm-hmm. so when we shoot around, they going to, you know, they got to watch, they got to, they can't, they black as LeBron James, and they got to sit way up there and watch little white kids play with all their heroes. Yeah. And guess what? And guess what? They buy, our people buy more of that paraphernalia than anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. see somebody be homeless and they'll have a forty a brand new forty nine jacket on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 I watch all yeah. up. Yeah, it is really it is it's that we have made it. That slavery is yeah. over and we have overcome. Baby, we got a long way to go. Well, and, 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 and the message, yeah, yeah, you got to believe that. And the message, you can see the message is so is so blank, blatant. Yeah, it's like this. It's like this. You can you you can see the you you can see the barbecue ribs on on you can see the barbecue ribs on the grill in front of you, but you don't see the fly on the end of your nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> you can see the barbecue, but you can't see the fly on the end of your nose. And, and at the end of the day, it's like this society. Uh, pays teachers $50,000 a year. Everybody who's done anything learns from teachers. The teachers only get $50,000 a year. The way they treat their women, hashtag me too. you got a president who got about 20 women who don't know each other, and they tell them the same story, which means that they have had the same thing happen to them. But now the victim, the, the victim, it is it is the perpetrator, and the perpetrator is the victim. Trump, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy that he just hired, uh, uh, just got brought up on sexual charges and lost his job somewhere else. So Trump just hired him to replace this guy for the uh, EPA uh, director of the EPA. Hey, do you remember what I said a little while ago? Laws don't apply to them; they apply to us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Correct. Look at Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, they apply to us. We step out of line, we go into jail, or they're going to ruin us. Mm-hmm. They can and have be a full time loser and be working in the White House. And not only is Cosby in this kind of trouble, but they're going to humiliate him all the way. I mean, they, they done dug up some of the ugliest old white women to say that he done did something to them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because because they didn't make it. Now they trip. Now they trip. They, you know. But you see, know. The, 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 the constituents that got him in the office don't care about that. They care about he is fixing their agenda so that they can have control. They can stack the Supreme Court. They can make the laws. They can roll back voting rights. They can do anything they want to, and, and all they got to do is tell us, well, it's the law. And, and, and But what they mean by that is the law applies to you. It don't apply to us. We mm-hmm. apply to mm-hmm. you. And what's the trip is it's the law today in the next administration. It ain't the law no more. It's like, wow, we. It's like, I'm a, I'm a, I, I watched that documentary today about Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until that black comedian came out, made a joke. Mm-hmm. Out of America, they left it alone. Until a black man came out and accused a black man of rape, they left it alone. Mm-hmm. 
You're right. They left it alone until that comedian mm-hmm. came well, out but, and accused Bill Cosby of rape. They reopened the case on that joke, brother. It's documented. But, but you know what yep. the deal is? The deal is they don't care. They they really mm-hmm. don't care uh, about, you know, what we do to each other. That's mm-hmm. when we step mm-hmm. off they that. Needed, but they needed that See, platform. Some of, them, some of them women that he did stuff to were white women. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and like and Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods was their their boy. But when yeah. he was white, I mean, even though it was consensual, all of a sudden he's a dog. Yeah, hey, hey, Tiger got mad skills. He got he got busted playing on a white woman with another white woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still didn't get it. He had a chance to jump ship, and he still didn't get it. You know. But I wonder what would have happened if he'd have, if he'd have jumped to his sister or something. Then they, he, 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 his if he if he went with a sister, they wouldn't have let him on the golf course again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We just yeah. we just we just seen him out. We just seen him out there uh, caddying for Colin Ferguson, the one who made the joke about the Masters. You know, you try on the green jacket. They say, "I guess yeah. you get you get you get to pick the food for the next match." They say, "I guess we're gonna be eating collard greens and cornbread." Fried chicken. <laughs> Fried chicken. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd, have, he'd have had the he'd have had to been uh, caddy for him probably if he'd have got caught with a black woman. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, lower to the low. We, we, and a brother yeah, from uh, Hercules. This, this is Paul Washington. Yeah, brother Dobbs. Dobson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, ahead, I give you my number also because I do the freelance consultant for uh, Chlorine and for uh, Harold. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. My number is nine five one. Mhm. Four five seven. Mhm. Two five two five. Give me a call so I can start taking notes, putting stuff together, and you know, Corey, agenda's too booked up or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I like to start hashing yeah. out what you're doing, and I have um. A lot of ties in the Bay Area, some other things That's going great, on in entertainment. Brother. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I see what you're talking about with that film, that film thing, and the whole. That's yeah. That's going really back encouraging. To the Center set. Yes, sir. That's mm-hmm. really encouraging. Let me put your name at the end of that, brother. What was that again? Your name on Paul Washington. Paul Washington. Okay, brother Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for that. And I put out the word to all the brothers out there to. Uh, you know, start to tune in on Thursday night, share share their ideas, share their experiences, because everybody brings to the table. Certainly. And, That's and, right. And, 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 again, you can go to the website, www.t25cl.com. You can also go to www.t25cl forward slash blog forward slash news. We have a news reel now that we share some information on and stuff, too. But anytime any of you brothers have something, that you want to address, you're the host of the show. Don't think that you're not capable. What I mean by that is contact me sometime during the week, tell me what you want to talk about, and we can center that dialogue around whatever it is you want because we're always looking for material, but, but, but we, want, we want to put stuff out here that everything, everybody, the things that people are living out here need to be shared, need to be heard. And, and, and it right. needs to be, and it needs to be known that you can transcend those differences and you can overcome those circumstances. And this is one of the right. conduits, one of the platforms that we have for that. But we have a, mm-hmm. lot, a lot of things positive on the horizon in front of us, and we just got to keep our minds in a positive place 
and just realize that we're all just a phone call away from each other, you know. And I, I, I'll go down the line if anybody wants to say something for about 30 seconds real quick before we sign off because it's about that time now. Anybody want to say anything? You want to say something, yeah. um, Brother Dobson? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm big into financial literacy, and I, I do have a small mm-hmm. investment group back east that I try to promote. And uh, another brother will be joining our, our, our forum here pretty soon. So look for his name, Brother Gary Watts out of Sacramento. Okay. He has some great ideas on investing and uh, getting okay. investing on a very low level. But uh, okay. also I want to promote uh, everyone to go out and get a book called The Total Money Makeover, which, you know, is by a white author, but I don't hold anything against me. He has a great philosophy on, on money, and then mm-hmm. go out and get that, uh, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a great book to have. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And um, uh, Galaxy Chief, you want to say something to us too? I think he may have stepped off. Um Brother, brother uh, Paul Washington, you want to share anything with us? I'm just looking forward to hearing you guys next week. Get okay. with Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be talking long before then. And uh, Dr. Kwaku, you want to cast this out? Well, I'm uh, in the process right now of uh, uh, working with uh, Brother Dipo. In fact, I'm supposed to have a meeting this Saturday. We're going to be at VCAT. Uh, we want to start filming, and I want to. The first thing we want to film is 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 what we've already titled a thing called Black Men Rising, and mm-hmm. we're going to have all mm-hmm. of you brothers to come to the studio, and we want to film this and show so we can talk about these ideas and get them out there and let people know that black men are really trying to take this shit thing to the next level, mm-hmm. and uh, but okay. people don't know it. They don't see enough of us out there doing it. Right. Okay. So yeah. I want to get that organized within the next month. You know, I got a meeting with them on this Saturday, and um, I'll let you guys keep you guys informed about on the next show. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Well, everybody, uh, again, it's been a great show. Hey, thank, thank you. Uh, oh, hey, yeah, Brother Harold. Come on, brother. You got something? That's all right, bro. I was going to get you with a wet muffin across your forehead. I thought you was trying to leave the brother out again. Here we go. <laughs> Look, um, to everybody listening, this platform is not locked. This platform is open. There are more wise people out there. There are more intelligent people, people with great ideas, people with abilities to assist and make this move forward. So please Mm -hmm. take this, what you just heard, as points of encouragement to come Mm -hmm. in next week. Call. Come down. Meet with us. This is not, again, I repeat, a closed group of people. We're wide open. We're here. We're building. And to everybody on the panel, I thank God for you. Thank you for taking that time to for your wisdom. Thank you for that time for your love of your own people because it is because of you guys that this platform is rising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can never, ever forget. We come from the motherland. Mm-hmm. Don't ever That's forget right. that. Mm-hmm. The things that we lost along that transition was our self-love and village love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the things that we must rebuild 
in order this platform viable. Hey, Yes, yes. And Paul Washington, excellent manager, my little brother, pushing things, making things happen. I appreciate you. Corey, you've been the the epitome of of, of power push, man, and, and networking. I'm very proud of you, and I thank you. Dr. Quay, Thank you. man, you you you're the king of wisdom to me. I love I love spending time around you when I get it and whenever we mm-hmm. get a chance to communicate. You know, and I thank you for your wisdom. Most definitely, you are what we call legendary. Well, and legendary. I, mean, I agree with that. Yeah, you continue to do what you're doing, Doc, because. Uh, uh, as you notice on my wall when you came, there's three pictures in my living room of the same thing. It's a Black Panther. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I will never forget where I come from. And when necessary, I'm a teammate to need to creep through the night to make it happen to build, and that's what I do. I heard that, brother. Tell it. Keep it. Tell it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Trey, Trey, I got major love for you, man. I appreciate C225, and there'll be some more things to come that you you will really appreciate. I can't speak on them yet, but, boy, when they land, it's going down. Mm-hmm. The band thing mm-hmm. is But let us continue to bring a body with us. Let's try. Every Thursday, encourage somebody to be encouraged so they can encourage others. There you go. There you there go. Man, okay. we got a lot. Of, we got we got a lot of hosts in the making. Uh, uh, brother <laughs> Chief, <laughs> yeah, brother Chief is looking to expand too. More shows, more, more uh, information. You know, uh, again, T two Fox here. We want to thank you for every every opportunity that we get when we get to come together on Thursdays. We're ready to take it to that next level. Uh, I would encourage anybody who wants to hear any of the shows, whether it's whether it's uh, Soul Vibration or any of the other shows that we have Monday through Friday through Saturday, two shows on Saturday with Galaxy Chiefs starting in the morning uh, with United We Stand. Uh, you can simply go to www.t25cl.com. You can click on any one. You can click on Galaxy Radio, then click on any one of those shows. And uh, you can listen to any of these shows that we've had that are archived. So so uh, we're live and online all the time. And with that, I'd like to say, Hotep Brothers, appreciate you. We'll see you next Thursday. Hotep. Blessings. Hotep. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.